Hey, Praise Chapel Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is the finale of our I Am Feeling series from uh, our Sunday morning services with Pastor Omar Lopez, and uh, it's going to be I Am Feeling Anger. Um, it's for those of you, um, actually it's for all of us, but especially if, if you deal with anger, if you're angry, if you feel that all the time, um, how do you how do you navigate those waters? Um, and from a biblical perspective and allowing the Lord to really uh, mold us and change us from the inside out, um, what do we doing so this is a great message i am feeling anger i really hope you're encouraged and blessed by this praise the lord you can be seated welcome to praise chapel today are you glad you're in the house of god today come on turn it from one you're in the right place at the right time right now and so we appreciate all of you making the effort to come and, and honestly we really do and I know a church looks a little different, and uh, we don't know how long this is going to be. But the good thing is we're in church together, right? And uh, it's good to be together. It's good to uh, come to the house of God and connect with one another as much as we can. I know there's some that uh, aren't able to come because there could be underlying illnesses or uh, they could be sick. And, of course, we encourage them to watch online. Uh, but if you're healthy, you're strong, come to church. Hallelujah. And be with the people of God. And, again, we're... Uh, keeping with the guidelines as much as we can, and we encourage you come and be together. You need to get out of the house anyway, am I right? And uh, you're getting clothes there, and uh, if, you, if you can make it to Costco, if you can make it to Target, you can make it to Praise Chapel. Hallelujah. And so we're glad you're here. And again, uh, we don't just want you to skedaddle out of here, okay? We want you to connect, talk to someone, and, uh, and we're going to do the best that we can to pray over you, give you a word today, and again, encourage you, uh, do everything that we can. We appreciate everyone coming, and it's good to see your faces today, even if it's just half your face. Hallelujah. One day we'll have our full face, but we're just glad you're here. Uh, I'm going to continue a series uh, that uh, we, we're going to finish it, the last of the message. I was trying to preach it last week, wasn't able to do it. Uh, but today I'm going to finish the one I am feeling. And what, what I'm going to talk about today is I am feeling angry. Are you feeling a little bit angry, a little bit of anger in your life? And uh, there's a lot of people that are angry today. If you've been kind of following along in the news, uh, people are angry at our country. People are angry at our state. Uh, there are people that are angry over various different reasons. They're angry at the politician. They're angry at the political climate right now. You have anger at the White House, and people are angry at the decisions that come out of the White House. They're angry. Uh, political parties are angry at each other. Uh, Republican Party, the D Democratic Party, the Independent parties are angry at each other. Some people are angry at the uh, California governor, and people are angry at these restrictions. Some people are angry that the church is following some of these guidelines, that you have to wear a mask and all these different things. People are angry at injustice. People are angry at uh, uh, the racial tension that's in our world today. And so there's a lot of people angry. And so I'm going to talk about, are you feeling angry today? In fact, turn to your neighbor and say, are you angry? Are you angry? Well, some of us are angry about something. And... Uh, Here's what I want to say to you. Some of you show your anger and some of you hide your anger. And I'm going to talk about both of those in just a moment. Uh, but maybe, let me ask you this. What makes you angry today? Is it someone that cut you off in the traffic today as you were driving over here? 
Some of you say, man, God's going to speak to me today. You got angry just with your wife this morning coming to church, you know. Uh, uh, maybe you're mad at your spouse. Maybe some of you ladies are mad at your husband because, you know, he leaves his socks everywhere and underwear on the floor. Who knows? Maybe, maybe husbands, you're mad at your wife because she squeezes the toothpaste in the middle, not at the end. And so a lot of times we're, we're angry at things. Maybe you're mad at your boss. You feel like your boss is taking advantage of you. He's not paying you enough. Uh, or maybe you're mad at some big issues that are going on in our world today. You're, you're angry over child abuse. You're angry over uh, 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 sex trafficking. You're angry at uh, poverty that's going on. And so a lot of us this morning, we're angry about something. Or maybe, let's just be honest, you're angry about somebody that's hurt you in the past. And every time you think about it, you get angry in your mind over it. Or maybe today, let's just be honest, maybe you're angry at where you're at right now in life. You said, man, I didn't, I didn't plan to be here. I don't like where I'm at right now. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of angry at the decisions that you made. Maybe you made some bad decisions. Maybe you got yourself in a financial bind. Again, I'm talking about I'm feeling anger. Maybe, you know, you made some decisions that, man, you regret now. And let, let's just go really deep. Maybe you're angry at God. You're angry that maybe you were praying for someone even in the past few weeks and you were praying for a miracle in that person's life and, and you're mad at God. You're mad because they didn't get healed. They didn't get the miracle uh, and, and you didn't get the uh, prayer that you were, God didn't answer your prayer the way you wanted. So a lot of us this morning can be angry. And let me just say this, there is such thing as a righteous anger. There's such thing as being an anger, uh, angry, but not, uh, you're able to be angry, but not sin. And I'm going to talk about that because there's such thing as the righteous anger and the wrong kind of anger. And I'm going to talk about that today to kind of give us a, an understanding of what it is to be angry. Have you ever been around a hot-tempered person? I mean, they just kind of lose it. You ever been around that kind of person? In fact, uh, you know, there's several verses in Scripture that talk about hot-tempered and being angry. They kind of go together. Kind of like fire and anger go together. Now, let me just say this. Fire can be good and bad, right? Fire can warm you up at night. Fire can help you cook food. And then fire can burn down a whole forest, right? Fire can burn down a whole house. So fire in itself is not bad. And just like anger, believe it or not, there is a good type of anger and a wrong kind of anger. In fact, let me read you this scripture. It says in Proverbs 22, verse 24, do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one that is easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. You ever been around an angry family? I mean, everybody in the family is angry. It's like a boisterous family. I mean, they're just loud, they're angry, they're mad, they're emotional. And all of us this morning, we all have, the, this, this is a natural emotion. We are naturally, we do have a natural anger, but it's how we display our anger that makes the difference. Now, can I be honest with you today? Have there ever been things that, people kind of get under your skin that makes you angry and one of the things that you know when you go to the theater 
there's what we call theater etiquette, movie etiquette. When you go to the theater, you're not supposed to be talking during the movie. Am I right? I mean, that's just like an unspoken. Am I, am I correct? They even have a little thing telling you, don't talk during the movie, right? And so here's, here's, here's my thing, okay? When people talk during the commercials, I'm, I'll give people grace for that. You can talk during the commercials, all that, even the previews. But when the movie starts, you need to shut up. I mean, am I right? Am I right? Is, that, is it just me? And then, you, and then you have two types of people that talk during the movie. You ever seen people, they, they literally answer their phone during the movie. Now, man, that, that, gets, me, that gets me angry, to be honest. I even seen people dial out during the movie. I'm going, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This, no, you, you're not doing this right now. Are you right, right here in the middle of the movie? And then you got the kind of people that in the movie where you got two types of people in the, in the movie while they're watching is they, they never know what's going on. They're always asking questions. What's that? Who's that? It's like, hey, listen, man. You need to go watch this on TV by yourself and you, because you can't be asking questions. Who's that guy? Who's this guy? Who's that guy? Right? It's like, my goodness, are you not paying attention? And then you got the other guy that thinks he knows everything. He hasn't watched the movie. He goes, oh, yeah, I know who did it. Oh, yeah, it's that guy right there, huh? And he's already giving you the whole plot. He has no idea what's going on. Does that get you guys angry? Come on, it gets me angry. And so when I go watch a movie, it's not all this talking and all this, you know, there's certain things. And, and I know there are bigger things that make us angry. And, and here's, here's the big question today. Again, what makes you angry? And are you, are you giving a guest room to the devil for your anger? Now, let me, let me read a scripture. I'm going to show you. You may say, what do you mean uh, giving the devil a guest room? I'm going to read you a scripture here out of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. And this is written by Paul. And Paul is in prison. Now, if anyone should be angry, it should be Paul. But Paul, because Paul is in prison for preaching, for doing good, for winning people to Christ, I mean, he should be angry, but he's not. And this is what he says, though. He gives us some great understanding of what anger is and how we should display it. He said, in your anger, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, in your anger, do not sin. He said, do not sin in your anger. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. That's some good words for married couples, right? Even people that are not married, good not to go to bed angry. He said, still, he goes, do not, he said, do not let the sun go down while you're still angry and do not give the devil, what? A foothold. So I'm going to pray as we get into this message. That was just the introduction, okay, guys? We're going to go right into this message. So, Father, we thank you today. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for truth. Lord, even when we're wrong, God, we want you to show us so that we can get it corrected. And God, help us even with our anger. Lord, we want to display righteous anger, not the wrong kind of anger. And so, Father, today I pray for your grace, anointing, as I declare the word of God to your people that are here today. And those that are online, I pray the word would minister to them I pray, God, that it'd be like they're sitting right here in this room, and I pray for the anointing of your spirit upon every word that I speak, that the people of God would hear the voice behind the voice in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. so the Bible says, in your anger, 
do not sin. So it's basically saying that you're able to be angry, but don't let your anger become a sin. In other words, the Bible says, do not let your sun go down or do not let the sun go down on your anger. So uh, anger, anger itself or being angry is not necessarily a sin. It's when you allow your anger to get your emotion and you display your, your, your reaction to that anger causes you to sin. There is such thing, believe it or not, as the righteous, sanctified anger. And I'm going to share that with you because God shows that in Jesus. Jesus had a righteous, sanctified anger. There are many moments in Jesus' ministry that he got angry, uh, angry and he displayed anger, but it was righteous. And then there's the sinful anger that causes us to hurt other people and do the wrong thing. And so the Bible says, do not let your sin uh, or don't do not let your anger, uh, do not let, your, do, okay, in your anger, do not sin, and don't let the sun go down on your anger. So let me just say this to you. Again, it doesn't just apply to married couples. I know a lot of married couples, yeah, you don't uh, go to bed angry don't, and, and let it fester to the next day, but you still may have anger against other people. See, are we going to bed angry and is it festering in our hearts and our mind because of what other people have done? Do not let your anger or do not let the sun go down on your anger. What? Don't give the devil a foothold. What that word means is do not let the devil have a room or a location in your heart. So anger can be an entry point in which the enemy comes into your life and he begins to construct a, a little room in your heart. Are you listening to me? And all of a sudden, things begin to fester there. People that have offended you, people that have done you wrong, people that have wounded you, things that have grieved you, and all of a sudden begin to be built there. And that's why Paul said, don't let the devil uh, 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 have a foothold. In other words, it's the choice. You choose whether or not to allow that anger to get the best of you. You choose whether or not you're going to let that anger wreak havoc in your life. And there's several stories in the Bible, excuse me, where people allowed their anger to get the best of them and they made decisions and they did things that they later, later regret. How many have ever been angry and you did some things you regret? You look back and said, man, I let my anger get the best of me. And because I was angry, I said this, I did that. Are you hearing me? And the Bible gives us a great illustration of this. In the book of Genesis, there were two brothers. If you know the story of Cain and Abel, they were the first brothers in the Bible. And the Bible says that Cain and Abel were to give a sacrifice to God. Now listen to this. Abel brought a sacrifice that was pleasing to God, but Cain, he brought his sacrifice because he was working the field. He was a farmer, and so he basically brought some fruit, and that wasn't what God wanted. And here's what it says in Genesis chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? God saying to you, why are you angry? He said, why is your faith downcast? How many know when you're anger, it shows sometimes, right? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? 
But if you do not do what is right, what sin is crouching at the door. He's right there. It desires to have you, but what? You must master it. You must get over it. You must have discipline over it. So the Lord is speaking to Cain, and the Lord is saying to Cain, why, is, why are you angry? Why is your faith downcast? And you see that Cain is angry, he's upset. And the reason why he's upset is because God is not accepting his sacrifice, but he's not bringing the proper uh, sacrifice. So God says, if you do what is right, you wouldn't be so angry. Why are you mad? And the Bible says later on, if you know the story between these two brothers, I can imagine Cain saying, you know what? Man, I'm, he's so mad, he's so jealous that, that, that Abel's sacrifice has been accepted to God. I can imagine Cain saying, you know, what did it take to watch sheep at night? What did it take? Watch the little, little cotton balls all over the field. What's the big deal? I'm out there working, I'm toiling, doing everything, and this guy, that's all he does. He just watch the little flock, whistles a little bit, and they follow him. What's the big deal? And so I imagine Cain's a little upset. And I shouldn't be a little upset. He's a big upset. And the Bible says, well, he's so raging and so mad and upset that one day he, him and Abel are working out in the field. He calls them out and he kills his own brother. He allows the anger to get the best of him. Now, some of you may be saying, man, I wouldn't be that angry. But did you know when you're angry and mad at someone that you're murdering them? 1 John 3, 15 said, when you're angry at your brother, you are murdering your brother. God's speaking to someone already. <laughs> what, what about the anger that gets, you know, beneath the surface? It, you know, it, we don't show it, we don't display it, but it's simmering there. It's not full-blown, but it's simmering there. It, it's right there. It's boiling. It, 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 it's, it's under, man. Nobody sees it. But man, if the, all it takes is the right moment, right time, and boom, it explodes. This is what they say. Here's the statistic. The average man, look at what it says, loses his temper six times a week. Did you know that? The average woman three times a week. I don't know how true that is. But anyway, a woman, women, women get more, more angry at people. And men get more angry at things like flat tires and traffic and things like that. It says single adults express anger twice as often as married adults. You guys better get married. Anyway, men, <laughs> men are more physical with their anger than women. And it says at home is where mostly where we express our anger, especially toward the people that we love the most. And so the fact is, all of us this morning have some kind of anger. Now, Jesus displayed righteous anger. And I want to give you some examples of what righteous anger looks like. Just to give you an example, the Bible says that Jesus got angry when he went into the temple and there were people that were uh, the money changers. They were making profit off of sacrifices. And this is what happens in Matthew 21, 12, they try to say that, oh, Jesus, you know, he destroyed things when he's anger. It was the righteous anger. I'm going to show you why. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people that were buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those that were selling doves. He said to them, the scriptures declare 
My temple will be called a house of prayer, but you've turned it into a den of thieves. And if you know what a money changer was, basically you came, you gave them money, and they gave you temple money. But if you gave them $10, they would give you only $5 in temple money. And you can only use temple money to purchase things. And that was the way you purchased the animals. So the money changers were making profit. It was about profit, money, and all. it wasn't about prayer. It wasn't about God. It was about how much money I could make off of people. And so because Jesus' emotion was his zeal for God's house and his zeal for God's holiness, when he got anger, angry, when he got upset, it was completely justified because it was rooted in God's holiness and God's worship. It wasn't rooted in selfishness. Are you hearing me? His anger had the proper motivation. In other words, he was angry for the right reasons. It wasn't focused on him. He had the proper focus. In other words, it was targeted toward the things of God, not to what he felt. He had the proper spirit. The Bible says that he came and the Bible said he had a zeal for the house of God. It was the proper timing. In other words, he didn't allow the anger to cause bitterness and hold grudges. And Jesus was still able, even though he knocked over the table, he was still able to proclaim the word of God. And so this is why it was a righteous anger. But the Bible says in Ephesians 4.26, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. In other words, this morning, if we're not careful, our anger can display things that don't glorify God. Am I right? Bible says in James 1.20, because the human anger does not produce the righteousness of God's desire. So Jesus did not exhibit man's anger, but he exhibits the righteous indignation of God. And so the issue isn't get rid of my anger. The issue is how do I control my anger and how do I react when I'm angry? Somebody say amen. I think some of you are angry at me right now. They're they're mad because I'm preaching on anger. I'm angry that I came to church today. So there's two types of people when it comes to anger and how we display it. There's the spewers, okay, those that spew it out like vomit, right? And then those are the stewards, those that are kind of just kind of keep it to themselves. There's spewers and stewards. I, I may get confused, okay, but a spewer... It's someone that just expresses his anger. I'm just going to let him have it. I'm, whatever comes to my mind, I'm just going to spew it out. It's a hot-tempered person. And then there's the steward. He holds it in. He suppresses it inside. It's simmering. It's boiling. He keeps it inside, man, and at the right moment, it explodes. So how many, don't raise your hand, are spewers? And how many are stewards? You keep it inside. Here's what the Bible says about a spewer, someone that just lets it go. The Bible says you're a fool. I didn't say it. The Bible said it. Proverbs 29, 11, it says, a fool gives full vent to his anger. He spews it out, basically, but a wise man keeps it under control. So a fool, you just let him have it. It Everything goes out, man. You just let it, whatever, a fool vent. He says, you're a fool. 
but a wise man keeps it under control. There was an evangelist by the name of Billy Sunday. Believe it or not, he was a baseball player at one time, and he got saved, became an evangelist, and his name was Billy Sunday. And he was an evangelist, would preach all over, and one day he preached a sermon on being angry, and he talked about that, uh, being a person that, you know, vents out that you're a fool, that you shouldn't do this. And this woman came to him after service and said, Pastor or Evangelist Billy Sunday, I, I don't agree with what you said today. And he said, why? He goes, I just blow up and then it's over. And he said, okay, so you just blow up and then it's over. She said, yeah. Well, so does the, so does the shotgun, but then it causes all kinds of damage, doesn't it? You don't realize after you spewed out and you vented, yeah, you got the relief, but you caused all kinds of damage around you. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, 17, a quick-tempered man, what, does foolish things. When you're quick-tempered, you, when you let that thing get to you, you can do some foolish things. So I'm going to give you an example of one day when I vented. Can I just be honest today? I'm going to put myself under the bus we, because I see a lot of halos right here. Nobody here gets angry. Everybody's halo just went up today. I don't know what it is. Like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, Pastor. So I'm going to put myself under the bus. Is that all right? And it's kind of a, kind of a weird story, so I'm going to just be honest. I may even get in trouble. My, my, my wife may even be angry at me after I share this story. Because I didn't give her any warning of what I'm going to share today. So let's see. We're, we're just going to go for it, okay? I'm being honest. I'm, I'm being transparent. Is that all right? So years ago, this is back in 19, I believe it was 1998. I'm still a pastor. And we just had our last uh, baby boy. And Jacob was just born. And, and so, uh, you know, we, we decided that. We weren't going to have any more children. This was our last son. And so then at that point, I said, okay, what are you going to do? I go, well, I'm going to go get a vasectomy. I'm going to go get it done. And so uh, I, I, I started inquiring what it would take. And it said, well, you, you have to go see your doctor. And then your doctor refers you over to another doctor. And you get the consultant and, and all of the process. Apparently, it took a long time. Uh, back then, it it was a long time because they said that the doctors would try to make sure that that's what you needed to do, that you were sure that you didn't want to have any more children. It was, it was a, a consult. They would have a consult, consultation with you, and, and, then, and then you would make an appointment to go see the, the guy that was going to do it, and then it would get done. It, I forget how long it was. It was a process. Anyway, I, 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 I went to the process anyway, and... Um, I made the appointment, I should say, to go finally go see them, and, and I had to take off of work early, and uh, I took the whole family with me. I don't know why. I was just getting a consult consultation, okay? Actually, the second consultation is, first is you go see the doctor, and the second is you and your wife go get the consultation, make sure it's done, and then, you know, I, I know I'm getting detailed here, guys, but I'm getting to a point here. So I go, we get there. And uh, I got my, my kids are there. We got the baby there. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, we're there. And, and, and uh, I, I go to the thing, and they, and they go, we don't have your name here, uh, sir. I'm sorry. There's not, I go, what are you talking about? I said, yeah. I, I said, I took months to make this appointment. She goes, I, your name's not on the list. Uh, you know, this and that. And she goes, did you go see your doctor? Error number one. Are you listening to me? 
I have forgotten that I had gone to see my doctor. So, uh, so I think in my anger that I didn't, they didn't have my name, I said, no, I didn't go see nobody. I made this somebody. Well, well see, that, that's the problem. You have to go see your doctor. Then your doctor makes this appointment, and that's why you're not here. You're, that's why you're not on the list. Well, I had did the process, but dummy me, I'm just being honest. I, in my anger, I said, no, I didn't see the previous doctor, and I'm just here. And so they said, sir, I'm sorry. You're, you're not on the list. You're not here. Uh, there's nothing. I said, wait a minute. I drove all the way from Whittier. I was living in Whittier at the time. And I drove all the way to Cyprus. I got off early from work. I got all my family here. And you're telling me that I can't see nobody? We're sorry. I go, I'm going to see somebody today. I'm going to see somebody today. And she goes, sorry, sir, we can't do that. I can't, we're not able to do that. And I said, well, you tell somebody, you ready for this? I'm going to raise hell today. That's what I said. I didn't say I'm, you're going to hell, but I said, I'm going to raise hell. That's what I said. And my kids were there. And my wife was there. And there was a lady in the next cubicle that said, Pastor Omar, no, that's not true. But is that you, Pastor Omar? That, that's the last thing I needed to hear. And so I said, I'm going to raise hell. Can you imagine? I'm a pastor supposed to be pointing people to heaven. And I'm raising hell. I'm supposed to be raising heaven. And the, oh, that's great, Pastor Omar. Pastor Omar is raising hell. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? That's what I said. And, and all of a sudden, I mean, the whole, the, all, the, all the office got quiet. You know when the, somebody gets mad? I, was, I, I just let it go, man. And, and the, finally, another doctor said, what, what's the matter? And he goes, hey, he needs to see somebody. And he said, no, we'll, I'll see him, you know. And, and so my wife looked at me like, there you, you're a pastor. You are a pastor and your kids are right here. You know, she didn't say it, but you know, you're convicted already. The Holy Ghost is already dealing with you. And, and, and you know, needless to say, we, everything got done. Despite how it all got done, Amen. <laughs> And, and I look back at it now and I said, you know, I've allowed myself to get mad and upset and it was my, it was my error. You ever notice that sometimes we get mad and in our anger we realize about the middle of it that you, it's your fault anyway? Am, am I the only one? We got a lot of righteous, sanctified, angry people in this house today. It's it, it sanctified. See, I'm putting myself under the bus, okay? Now, we can chuckle about it a little bit and laugh, but do you know that that kind of anger, when you allow it to even go to a higher degree, it becomes a sin. Are you with me? And just like it was with Cain, like I I shared the story with Cain, how he killed his own brother. You know what? After he killed him, the Bible said that God confronts Cain, and he tells Cain, where is your brother Abel? And he said, I don't know. He replied, am I my brother's keeper? He said, I don't know, is it my job to watch over him? The message Bible says, I don't know, am I his babysitter? I don't know, am I responsible for him? What happens when we begin to spew and we begin to get angry, we get a little sarcastic, am I right? And this guy's getting sarcastic with God because we get sarcastic because we're dodging responsibility. Because you don't want to be responsible for your action, you get mad, you get upset because you don't want to be responsible for what you've done. And this is exactly what happened to Cain. 
And then you have the other guy that's the stewer. He just kind of stews it. It kind of stays inside of him and he suppresses it. Look at what the Bible says. Even David experienced it in Psalm 32, verse 3. It says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. There's a lot of people that are sick today because they keep all their anger suppressed inside. They get arthritis, man. They get uh, things in their bones. They bottle it up. Rather than dealing with it in a healthy way, we're holding it in. Are you with me? We're keeping record. I know a lot of people, they keep record of things. They, uh, people have done to them. I've, heard, I've had people have a record on me. Man, go ahead. I can show, show, show it to me. Oh, yeah, you did this. You did that. I go, I didn't even know that. I offended you. I didn't know that. But they, they, they keep it inside. They're so mad, they're upset. They hide it inside. And then what happens is at the right moment, then it explodes. Some of you married couples, you know what I'm talking about. When you guys get mad and you're upset, nobody wants to apologize. And you go to bed and one is facing one way and one's facing the other. Nobody wants to give in. And you don't want to even touch slightly or anything like that. It's like even if your feet kind of touch or something... You say, that's, that's not a signal. That was an accident. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Somebody, you know, the first one to touch wins or loses, right? It kind of goes, it goes, you know what I'm talking about. They're laughing because they know exactly what I'm saying. And, you know, all that's how we get. We get territorial, right? In Luke chapter 15, the Bible talks about the prodigal son. And the scripture says that the young son, if you know the story, he went and spent all his money. He wasted it. And he comes back, and by the grace of God, the father takes him back in and welcomes him back into the house and forgives him for all that he's done. But the Bible says the older brother didn't see things the same way. And when he found out that his dad had killed the fattest calf and everyone is eating steak and prime rib and garden asada tacos and everything is happening, and there's Manuza happening too. Everything's going on. There's a big celebration. He goes to his dad. He says, hey, what's going on here? He goes, this son of yours, he went and spent all your money. And you, you, you killed the fattest calf. I don't even get a goat for my, my friends. And the Bible says he was angry and would not go in the house. You know why? Because he was angry because he felt, you know what? It's not fair. Can I just tell you, life's not going to be fair. That's just the reality. Everything's not going to be fair. It doesn't give us the right to be angry, get upset, vent, hate other people. Are you with me? How do we handle our anger? The Bible says in Proverbs 17, 14, it says, starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. Can I tell you something? Here's the good word. Drop it. If you're mad at somebody, you're angry, you want to get back, drop it. Turn to somebody and say, drop it. Drop it, man. That's it. It said, drop the matter. Man, stop feeding the fire. Stop, stop adding wood to the flame. Are you hearing me? Stop adding wood to the flame. I've had people criticize me. I have people uh, send me texts. You, you get them, you know, you inbox you, right? And what I realize is if I respond to it, I'm going to keep feeding wood to the flame, so I just don't respond. 
If I do, I say, God bless you. Sorry, I feel that way. And they go, what? That's it? You know, they're, they're wanting me to come back because they got this whole thing. They're going to get back at me. I just say, oh, God bless you, man. I'm sorry. So sorry you feel that way. But this, this, and that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry you feel that way. God bless you. That, that's it. Where's the wood? They want more wood. They want more fire. There's nothing to burn no more. It, 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 it went out. Are you hearing me? Maybe you ought to try that. Drop it. Drop it. That's a good word. Do you know that you can you could choose to drop it? You could choose not to be angry? You could choose to? I can prove it to you. Have you ever been like in an argument with someone or you've been in an argument with your kids or your wife and all of a sudden there's a knock on the door? And your kid said, it's pastor. And you go, well, wait, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> pastor. Or somebody showed up at your house, or the phone rings, and it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a phone call you've been waiting for, and all you're mad at you, you go, hello? <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's a, it's, a, it's a blessed day at the Lopez house. It's a wonderful day at Praise Chapel. Hallelujah. James chapter 1, verse 19, everyone should be quick to listen, what, and slow to speak, and slow to what? Become angry. You need to be quick to listen. Yeah, that was my problem, not listening. And slow to speak and slow to become angry. And it said, for a man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. So I'm going to close with this in just a few moments here. How do we diffuse this anger? Proverbs 19.11, a man's wisdom gives him patience. So we've got to learn today to be patient. We've got to learn today to get the wisdom of God. And when we deal with things, when things happen to us this morning, is we got to understand, why am I angry? Why am I upset? When we get hurt, hurt causes anger. Hurt people hurt other people. And so it isn't that that person did something to you. It's because you're already hurt. And so now that you're hurt, you're hurting somebody else. Sometimes you're already carrying something that needs to be healed. And, 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 and they, they hit a nerve and you've reacted out of anger. And now you're hurting other people. True story came out in the Orange County Register a number of years ago. It said that uh, this young man was in his vehicle... And as he was in his vehicle, he was upset. He was mad about traffic. He was mad at traffic. So he decided that he's gonna, he had the gun with him. He's going to shoot in the air and kind of scare everybody. He was so frustrated with the traffic. He just got a gun on and just shot in the air. While that bullet came down and paralyzed the man. And he has to live with that, with that anger because he just let it, he let it go out. He, he, he spewed it out. He allowed his hurt, his frustration on somebody else. See, what happens is we're not careful. Our anger becomes frustrated. We get frustrated with things. We've got to, and lots of times our anger can be a sign of insecurity. When we get afraid, we get angry. Right? We get afraid. You ever, you ever scared a child? They get mad and they get mad. Oh, they start throwing things. They're mad. Right? Because of that insecurity that they got afraid. Now they, 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 they've allowed that. All of a sudden they turned into anger. 
So we have to allow, how do we diffuse it? We look to God, not to others for self-worth. Can you say amen? See, if we're not careful, we'll be angry because we, we don't have the confidence and our security is based on people's opinion rather than what God thinks about you. The Bible says in Ecclesiastic chapter 7, verse 21, don't pay attention to everything people say. That's some good advice right there. If I'm insecure and you say something bad about me, what's going to happen this morning, I'm going to let that insecurity cause me to be angry, cause me to be embarrassed myself. And, and basically this morning, it's not going to give any glory to God. It's going to rob me of any self-confidence that I have. Proverbs 14, 26 says, reverence for the Lord gives confidence and security to a man. As long as I know God likes me, it doesn't matter if people don't like me. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not trying to have people hate me. But I'm trying to please God, though. But if people don't like that, I'm not going to allow all of that to get me angry at other people. Stop, stop and think before you react. Sometimes we put our mouth in gear, am I right? Before we put our mind in gear. Say, man, I got, I got to think and stop. The Bible says, Proverbs 13, 16, and I need to have the worship team come up. I need to close here. Simple, sen- sensible people always think before they act. Proverbs 16, 23, intelligent people think before they speak. Can I just recommend something? When somebody tells you something that really is just like, man, get you, you need to just wait a few minutes. Or if you get one of those phone calls, before you react, you just need to wait a few minutes. And, I, I, and I'll just be honest, I've been guilty. You know, somebody gives me some bad news and, and I'm already jumping. They go, well, well hold on, hold on. I, I have the solution though. I, oh, I should have I waited and listened first. Pastor, this is going on. I go, well, what happened? Wait a Pastor, but this is the solution. Oh, yeah, that, that's good then. See, see I, didn't, I didn't wait. You've done it. If you just wait and listen before you speak, hear the whole story, am I right? Sometimes you ought to count to 10 before you react. Hey, I'm going I'm to count a little bit. So why are we angry sometimes? Our ego, our pride, our insecurity. And so we want to react. We want to react. And so I, I think when we look in the word of God, the Bible says that God is slow to anger. And I want to be more like Jesus. Can you say amen? Jesus was able to be angry, but he didn't sin. Because it was an anger that was based on the righteousness of God. Not on insecurity, not on selfishness. Not on the fact that, you know, we didn't think before we spoke. I don't want to be a spewer, just spewing things. I don't want to be a steward. I don't want to hold things in. I want to react in a godly way. I want to be able to hear things and not react to them. But God, let me think about what, what's been told to me. I, I, want to, I, want to, I want to respond in the right way. I don't want this anger to cause me to get on Facebook and start saying things that later on I'm going to regret. Respond to things that later on I'm going to regret. Email things and text things and say things that later on you're going to regret. I'll just be honest with you. I don't get on debates on Facebook. They're just, they're just not healthy. They're just, they go nowhere. This go nowhere. Especially when people start getting angry, start saying things like, I'm done. 
I'm not getting in, in that. People, let me just tell you, there'll always be someone that will disagree with you. Everybody's not going to agree with you. So stop being so angry. Control that anger. Get the peace of God in you. Can you say amen? Let's bow our heads in reverence to the Lord. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us today, God. I am feeling angry. I am feeling upset. But God, I need to learn how to have your peace. I, I need to learn, God, to have the peace that surpasses all understanding. I need to have the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and patience. So, God, I need your peace. I need, I, I need the peace that not the world gives, but that you give. The peace, again, God, that surpasses all understanding, Philippians 4.7. God, I need that peace today so that I won't be so angry and spew out and, and hold things in. But, God, I want to be able to handle anger in a healthy way today. Holy Spirit, help us today at the church. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.